Welcome to the Truth CSGO podcast, episode 113, The Paris Major, part three, featuring Liaz from Greyhound. Hey guys, this is Electro. Hey guys, I'm Guardian. This is Daps. This is Nico. This is Nifty. This is Chris J. This is Ferry. Code Zero. Flusher. Oh, this is Kerrigan. Are you listening to the truth? The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. The truth. CSGO podcast. The truth. CSGO podcast. The truth. The CSGO podcast. What are we doing sneaky-beaky-like? My third interview from Media Day was Jay Liaz Tregilgaz. Should have asked him how to pronounce his last name, but I think that's how you do it. After our chat, I returned to the media room where a blast journalist who spoke to Liaz before me was scowling about all the cunts he'd have to manually edit out of his interview. Take that as a little warning uh, about language in case you're listening to this interview (laughs) with your kids in the car. Now, this was prior to the first day of play where Greyhound managed an epic comeback against Forza but couldn't muster a single round against Apex. From observing the players, it was clear that the creeping effects of jet lag played a large role in this. Just why the uh, team was only able to arrive a day prior to competition, I didn't ask, but can only assume economics was the main factor. Oh, what the fuck are you doing in Paris, cunt? Did you you just fly into this or? Uh, yeah. Oh, true. Fucking nice. I just came to speak to you guys. That's cool. How's school? Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. It is cool. Um, luckily I was here about a week ago, so I'm not jet lagged, but yep. how are you guys? Did you, you boot camping somewhere? Uh, we flew in last night, mate. Are you serious? Yeah, it's fucking cooked. Bro, you have your first beer one tomorrow. Yeah, got like four hours sleep last night. Try and reset for tomorrow. What, so you're going to have to go to sleep at like 6pm tonight or something, aren't you? Uh, no, we'll try and stay up. I think our game's at like midday, so okay. it's not the worst. If we had a late game, we'd be fucked, but... Did you fly direct from from Australia? Yeah, yeah Sydney, Dubai to here. Pretty okay. cooked. Pretty Shit. cooked, but like we're sort of sort of used to it. Yeah, we fucking we have to do quite a few tournaments like this, so not the end of the world. <laughs> we have an excuse if we get fucking wrecked, it's all good. That's true. Works out. You got that in the back pocket. <laughs> um, dude, uh, I've been following you for a while. And uh, you've been tweeting that fat orangutan now for, for, for several years. That's right. What, what's, what's, the, what's the love for that? I mean, I love it, but I want to hear it from you. <laughs> I can't. It was like, I think someone fucking sent me a happy birthday when I was 11 years old. And he had that photo on it. And I just saved my fucking PC. Right. That's just the default. You know, I actually learned while doing some research for this actual interview I did a, a reverse image search on it no way yeah and guess which fucking website it turns up on first in what? 2010 in 2010 news.9msn.com.au what the fuck yeah it's fucking Aussie orangutan oh right? shit yeah. oh that's cool you've been representing this whole time <laughs> apparently <laughs> just had no idea um, well there you go I'm going to start with some listener questions. I don't know if, you, if you've heard of my podcast before. Yeah, yeah. You have? Yeah. Really? The truth, right? Wow. It's, uh, is Dweg involved as well? Uh, no. No, no, no. Uh, yeah, no one else is involved. It's just me anonymously all right. just being a little fucking hobbit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I put out a little thing saying if anyone has any questions they want to ask, and I got some requests. This guy, Strepsil's man, asked me if you're Shroud's brother. Because yes. every time you win a cut, okay, there we go, yeah. done. That's the answer, Strepsil's man. It's a yes. Uh, Inz's mum asked 
Do you, do you that, miss living overseas? Um, sort of. I, I fucking love living in Australia and it's nice being back with you know, family and friends, but I also miss like living and breathing CS. So yes. I fucking, it is like a fucking, it, it's an addiction at this point. I just, I, I want to be doing it 24 seven. And if I'm able to do it against like the top teams living in Europe and shit, I would be doing it. But um, it is what it is. You mean you can't do it 24-7 over there because there just aren't enough teams to play, or...? Pretty much. Your op- opportunities are very limited. You know, there's like two, three teams that we can, you know, practice regularly. They'll actually practice against us, and half the time the practice is just fucking cooked because no one wants to really show their hand against the other teams at the top of Oz because, you know, for these other teams, you know, they're, they're all gunning to beat us, and so they don't want to show their shit they're practicing to beat us. So right. the practice is half fast, and then... You can't get as much as you want in a day. Like here, you can get fucking eight scrims a day if you want. In Australia, like you're looking at four on a good day. Like gr- great case scenario is four. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely fucking prefer to be in Europe. But I know it sounds weird, but I'm sure at some point in the near future, AI will be able to play against you. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe in a few years. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, where, where are you living in, in Australia, in Sydney? Sydney. Ah, I, I was born in Sydney. Whereabouts? Uh, I was born in Mossman. Mossman? Oh, yeah. fucking rich cunt. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bougie cunt. Where, oh, where, where are you from? Uh, Campsie. Okay. Yeah, pretty far out. There you go. I know Campsie. You know Campsie? Yeah. yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I spent 30 years in that fucking city. Oh, yes, yeah. Shitney. <laughs> pretty much. I'm in, uh, I'm in Petersham now, but... Ah, oh, lovely. In the west. Well, who's Moving the, who's the bourgeois now? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Melbourne, bro. Ah, true. I've nah, fuck. I, I've been considering the move to Melbourne, eh? But, like, you know, I just know too many people in Sydney, so it's hard to escape. Well, that's kind of why I needed to escape, to be honest ah, fair with you. Enough, yeah. It's getting a bit like a bit of a crowded elevator. Yep. Everyone's got reasons. Uh, someone, a, a, a Twitter user called Red Ribbon says hi. Hi? I don't know who that is. Do you know who that is? I think she's. I think I've seen her at like the last couple of dream hacks. Okay. Yeah, she's cool. Obviously a fan of the Liaz. Uh, you know one thing I've 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 been trying to work out. So when I saw you guys play last at maybe ESL Challenger, like not the last one but the one before, yep. you had Kingfisher standing behind you. Yeah, yeah. What's happened? Why don't you have a coach? Um, I think there was a couple like fucking issues like. I think it was just like back end, you know, managerial shit, money, all things like that. Um, couldn't really work shit out, you know, like being a team from Oz, you run a fucking very tight budget and, um, you know, as good as David was, it's just fucking, it's not much you can really do. So you can't afford a coach, it's basically, pretty much, yeah. reading between the lines there? Yeah. Is this still being bankrolled by Mr. Gray? Yeah. Surely there's some like there's some wannabe coaches who are who are willing to to do things on the cheap. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like as it is right now, we're we're okay. You know, like it's uh when David had to go, we sort of all understood like we needed to fucking pick ourselves up and you know fill the, the missing gaps like by ourselves. So we've all been working like a little bit harder. I think that's been good 
like multiple reasons obviously like I think that now everyone's a lot more fucking involved that everyone's buying into the system a little bit more I mean the players yeah the players every one of us buying into the system a little bit more like makes us play better and makes helps everyone understand it but also just like it's just more game time for everyone and that fucking helps a lot and if you have more things to do in Australia then that's just awesome when you say they're buying into the system more are you talking about as in the second time Greyhound has become a thing or, or no as in like um, with like with the absence of the coach we've had to you know Josh was sort of already like doing it himself like, sort of but um, like we've sort of had to step up and be like more of a hand in strategy and things like that and right do your own analysis yeah exactly like, everyone's had to step up and work just that like a little bit harder and because everyone's working harder, they're more involved with the overall idea rather than just like playing and coasting and sort of just being fed information. Right. You know, everyone's you know, actively applying themselves, which helps. That's good to hear. Some people actively applying themselves. Yeah, no, that's good. It, it is like fucking, it's a lot rarer than you think. I know that even in like a lot of top teams, I mean, it is natural for like younger players to just be force fed information. But I think like this is like a much more natural and like better way to progress. People learning. It's a lot rarer than you think. When, when you say that, you mean like players actually kind of going an extra step outside just playing the game? Yeah. Just, uh, just having to think about like the decisions they make. Because a lot of people just, they live fucking their CS on autopilot. Right. You know, they'll, they'll watch one pro match and they'll, say that, they'll see that a player is like playing this fucking certain position. And so they just think like, oh, okay, this position's good. Like, I'll just play here as well. But they won't actually think about why that position's good. They won't fucking read into it any more than just, you know, base level shit. And, um, you know, as long as people are doing that, they're going to fucking improve. And in Australia, like, it really doesn't... Maybe it sounds like a fucking shitty thing to say, but I really don't think it takes too much to get to the top in Oz. I think that so many people have, like, the mechanics, base level mechanics. Like, some kids in Australia are fucking guns. You know, they're incredible. They can shoot anything. But, like... They just need to apply themselves a little bit more when it comes to things like that. Like thinking about how they're playing and what they're doing and the reasons for why they're doing it. And that'll like shoot them up to the top. But isn't that cri- the sort of critical thinking? Like you kind of get that from having a third party, don't you? Like that, that's the quickest way to have it. A coach who goes, look, yep. what you did here, yeah, yeah, yeah. suck balls because of this happened. Yep. Like, to do that by yourself is quite difficult, isn't it? Yeah, but we're able to lean on each other a little bit. You know, I'm a player that has a lot of experience. You know, Josh is a fucking really smart player. You know, Ali's fucking, Ali Simon have been around the block like a million times. And then fucking, you know, Declan's like this young fucking little kid, sharp gun. And so you can use each other as a sounding can use board each other, and be yeah. honest. Everyone's got their like strengths in the team and mm-hmm. we can definitely lean on each other more than, more so than what we're doing right now. But I think right now we're, at a, we're in a good spot. That's good. Uh, shy of that I, I think you could possibly have a coach who distracts people at the back yeah and that's possibly a missed opportunity but <laughs> we won't go into that um, actually you know it's funny JKS was speaking about um, he was speaking about how uh, like the tier 1 jump is actually massive mm. from tier 2 tier 3 it is yeah but I was asking him more about things like um, diet and sleep and exercise uh, which he said he only started doing like a couple of years ago. Are you guys on that level yet? No. No, it, it's... Uh, 
Some people are. Ali is a player that really fucking looks after himself. You know, he very carefully looks at what he puts into his body and, you know, he's at the gym every day. Um, I don't know. It, it is a bit of a luxury, like, living overseas because then you can actually have, like, a schedule you stick to. You know, like, if you have a tournament, you have your tournament, then you have a one-hour flight fucking back home and you're all good and you can go back to your schedule and live like normal. For us, it's like... We play the tournament, we have fucking 30 hours, travel back to Oz, maybe we'll be there for like four days, just fucking in bed, jet lag, can barely fucking move, can't. And then, um, you know, we have some other tournament we have to go to, and it just cooks our schedule even more. So it is really hard for us to like maintain like a good diet and everything, but those are excuses, but it is the truth. And we could be doing a little bit more, and it probably is like the next step, but I also think that we have like, a few more pressing issues than stuff like that. I see that as like, you know, end goal, like late stage shit. Right. To like really like maximize performance. And, um, you know, when I played 100 Thieves with Justin, like that was what was getting pushed at the time. Mm. But, um, yeah. Where I am now, it's, uh, we have other concerns. Right. What's the biggest one? Um, sort of what I was talking about before, just practice. It's just fucking impossible to get practice in Australia. And, right. Um, Is there a world in which you guys just like, just live in a Schengen visa for 90 days? Yeah. It's a, uh, it's a little bit of a quick scenario. Cause like for us to like fully like acclimate and become like, I think that every individual on the team has the potential to be like, you know, tier two player easily. I think some can even push into tier one. But um, it would take a lot of time and there'd be a lot of growing pains in Europe and it's just not worth the risk of doing that for like a year or two years before you can actually reach that. In Australia, like, even though we have so many disadvantages, we also have the privilege of fucking getting handed a tournament every once in a while, you know, by ESL or like by the major for being a team that comes from Australia and plays in Australia. So if we're living in Europe, like, we lose all those tournaments and it's, it's really hard to climb up right now. Especially with how it is, um, with all the what are they called? Um, like the Louvre Agreement and shit. Right. Uh, all the partner teams. Yeah, partner teams, franchising. Yeah, there's a lot of franchising. It is a lot harder to break out as a team right now in Oz. Oh, so this Brand is pa- this is partly a strategic thing, saying in, in yeah. Oz. Yeah. Ah. It's a bit of both. I, I think that given the chance, the whole team pretty much would move to Europe. But there are, you know, you fucking advantages being a team from Australia and living there apart from the um, good coffee <laughs> nah, that's the biggest one uh, you know speaking on the coach thing I'm kind of interested it's you, when you look at when you look back on like how you guys ended up with Kassad and then kind of what he's doing now and the way he talks now and where you guys are at I'm, I'm really curious like what happened there like how did you come into that? What did he give to you guys? What have you taken from him? Um, you asked Justin about that? I did, slightly. What did he say? He said, ask Jay. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> um, no, like, I mean, I didn't really have a hand in the whole uh, Alex and Kassad thing. Because, I mean, I didn't know Kassad when I first joined into the Renegades team. And they were the people with experience and they thought that he'd be a good fit coming back into the team and obviously he was. You know, we fucking shut up pretty quickly. 
Um, I don't know. I, it is like, because I know a lot about Alex, obviously, and for what like this team needs, maybe he'd be the right fit. I think he's like definitely the right fit for fucking any team in the world. It really just depends like if he wants to be a coach and really get into it like full time again. But um, I don't know. I don't know if like because one thing I've learned as well is like a team culture is really important and it's very important for um, everyone to sort of buy into that culture. Uh, Serbians a different breed, mm. like definitely a different breed. They're a lot more hard and mm. fucking like in your face. Whereas, you know, we'll fucking, we'll beat around the bush a little bit, try and make everyone happy, that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, but I, I liked it. I, I liked playing under Alex. I liked the fucking slap in the face every once in a while and just being told like, you need to fucking fix this shit. Yeah. You know, and it varies. Everyone's different. I kind of like it, but I'm not entirely sure if Kassad and this team would mesh well, if that's what you're alluding to, but... Well, I wasn't I, really making any allusions, yeah, to be honest with you. I know, I know, yeah. Uh, I did hear him recently say that, he, you know, there was a play where Kadian had a great clutch, and because I was like, why is he celebrating? He should not be, he should be concentrating on the play. <laughs> He's like, really, like, he should yeah, like, yeah. not be having a good time. Yeah. Did he kind nah, of... He's, he's a hard-ass man. Yeah. yeah. No, nah, it's... It I'm sure fucking, he must have liked you because you're stone <laughs> fucking cold Steve Austin. I just fucking... I had to be... You know, I had to become what I had to become. <laughs> but... Right. Um, nah, he likes... That's weird. I, I fucking... I, I haven't heard him say that. He likes a little bit of celebrating as well. If you fucking watch the cameras, like, when he's coaching teams, it kind of is very animated. Like, he, he buys in, like, hardcore. Maybe he just likes... Maybe he's becoming more bitter. Yeah, maybe. Getting bitter in his old age. Yeah. He's just <laughs> bitter, made bitter by all the gambling tips he's doing. <laughs> um, what, I've just got one last question. You don't have to answer it because it's even, not even about you, but it's, the, it's something that I've been not like sure about, which is what happened to Azir on Sprout. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't really talked to Aaron in a while, but... I thought things were like, if Sprout were, I'll say that if Sprout were expecting to like make the major in that short of a time frame, then their expectations are just fucking way off. Like yeah. They're just way too high. Because Aaron is, he's going to completely redevelop the system when he joins the team as IGL. And that takes months by itself. And they didn't fucking have months, they had like two, three months, right? Um, that takes time and then it takes time for him to fucking develop the players like he had four fucking young players with him you know like they're not going to be like perfect like when he joins the team he's going to have to take time to fucking you know teach him a bit of CS mm. and he just he didn't have time to do anything mm. you know so if they, if they I don't know if they dropped him or what happened but like him being out of the team that early just doesn't make any sense to me because there are the four players on that team have fucking so much potential and Aaron's the perfect person to be giving them has the ability to teach him shit and mm. it's a fucking shame for him to be out of that team so this is another message for Sprout you done fucked up yeah I think so what are uh, you doing uh, what are you doing this afternoon before before your mega sleep tonight um nah we got practice later today uh just fucking try and stay awake through that shit I don't know like it would be nice to get like a few European scrims in which is the biggest thing for us like uh we played DreamHack Melbourne without 
practicing like two or three maps in the pool for a month or two months because no one in Australia was scrimming them. So hopefully we'll get some scrims in on those maps. Jesus. I feel a little bit more comfy. But Jesus. It's, it's you, rough, bro. How is it with practice? Have you got the teams you're going to scrim against lined up? Uh, yeah. So usually you just work it out like days in advance or in Australia, like we'll just book one team for a week straight four or five times a day. Wow. <coughs> shit. I mean, we don't really have a choice. Who are you, you scrimming? just get whatever you can. Who are you scrimming today? Um, mix of teams. I think we have uh, Navi, scrimming Sprout. Uh, I'll give him a word. I don't <laughs> fucking know. I'm not the guy that like sets all that shit. Some so. counts. Who is setting up? Is, is William uh, with you? Josh. Josh is in charge yeah. of it. Big Joshy Poo. Is he the dad? Yeah, he's getting there. <laughs> he's like one of the youngest too. Is he really? Yeah. I think he's the second youngest in the center. He's the oldest. Big sicko. I think he's 34 this year. Are you guys all full time? Uh, yeah, all full time. Good. Whatever that means. It's nice to see, it's nice to see that change. I'll let you go in a sec. It's nice to see that change since um, the very first interviews I did with some Australian players at IAM Sydney, like 2017. I can't remember who it was, but he was like, yeah, I just finished my job as a, like, I don't know, it was like balling or flooring or something. <laughs> yeah. It was like, yeah, playing, I think it was someone playing for Chiefs. Oh, mate, fucking, all the stories back in the day were like that. Like, fucking Chad Sponge. Yeah. yeah he was a fucking plumber he was playing a plumber, for CS. Right? And then Top Gun, I think he was, uh, he was in construction while he was playing CS as well. Wow. Yeah. Just had to fucking, everyone just tried to make it work. Mm. And, oh, bro, it fucking hurts, like, Little fucking Vex out of our team right now just doesn't know how good he is today. Cause like, really? Yeah, that kid is like... He's a little bit entitled? Nah, 100%. <laughs> but it comes with the territory, because like, bro, there's so much fucking money and like, these events are huge, we're playing in stadiums and shit, and like, that's his first taste of like, professional CS. Like for me, cunt, I was just going to land cafes with sweaty gamers, and yeah. I'd play like, 14 hours straight, and if I won every single match, I'd get a keyboard that doesn't work. as my prize. <laughs> What do you mean it didn't work? It didn't fucking work. What? I don't know. It was meant to be brand new. I plugged it in, just fucking nothing lit up. Just chucked it in off. the bin. It's just stupid. And like, I, I did that shit because I wanted to do it. Because yeah. it was fun and it was my passion. Yeah. And bro, the, like, the players coming up these days is just like... Don't fucking know. They don't know. Spoiled. They, they really are. I thought he had a good head on his shoulders. Maybe not. Declan? Yeah. Maybe he does. I don't know. For, for some, the, some of the shit that we hear him say just fucking it grinds our gears a bit. Fucking really? pisses me off. When's my breakfast being delivered to the <laughs> Yeah, that sort of shit. Wow. I feel like the old cunt, you know, like you don't know how good you have it saying that sort of shit to him, but... How old are you? 25. How long have you been playing? Uh, I started in 2015. Started when I was 18. And you've done like every single fucking Australian team too. Atletico... Yeah, I, it sort of always just was sort of one team, like uh, Athletic, like the core. My kept. very first team was Athletico mm. in Counter Strike. We, I mean, eventually we became Athletico, but um, and that was Tainted Minds as well. And then the one time I hopped teams was uh, Tainted Minds to Kings, right? And that was to play with like fucking Seiko and you know, Alistair and you know, Hatsunino, but. Um, do you think this is the best Australian core? Sorry, I keep asking more questions. Nah, you can do it. Do you think this is the best Australian core that could be assembled right now? I think so. Yeah. I mean, like, excluding fucking Justin and Dexter, obviously. Mm. But 
in terms of like players in Australia, I think we have the five best. You, know, you can't really fucking look anywhere else. You heard it here first. Declan's a sport little bitch, <laughs> and uh, the Greyhound uh, gonna do some damage. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Yeah. No worries. Appreciate bro. it.